Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the John Reiner Podcast. Uh, This is episode three, and I'm calling it, Did God Just Tell Us to Party? (laughs) Question mark. Did God just tell us to party? So um, I'm going to say this now because just in case people, uh, well, let's just be honest, in case anyone just doesn't listen all the way through to the end of this podcast episode, um, I'm going to ask something of you at the end of this episode. And what I want you to do, it'll make sense um, as we keep going through this, but what I want you to do is uh, at the end of this episode, I want you to go and have a celebration. Yeah, I want you to go and have a gathering or a party or a date night. I want you to do something. I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter if you you go out and do it. If you don't feel comfortable go, going out to a restaurant, you can order in. You can make dinner. Uh, it can be pizza and beer. It can be uh, you know Italian and wine. It can be soda and popcorn for a movie night. I don't care what it is. Um, but I'm going to ask you to do something, have a party, have a celebration um, with friends, with a spouse, with family, whatever it might be, and then throw those pictures, take some pictures, throw them up uh, on Instagram, on Facebook with the hashtag the John Reiner podcast um, because we're talking about having a party. <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before, um, but... If you knew me any, you know, from 10 years ago and uh, and earlier, you would never think that school or academics was a big part of my life. It just wasn't. Um, now it is. Now I love learning. I've, I've gone on to, to actually enjoy school, enjoy academics, enjoy studying. Uh, but man, a good portion of my life was not in that world. Uh, but when my wife and I got married, uh, a couple years after that, I went back to school. I went to get my undergraduate. And uh, I was studying theology and uh, church ministry. And, uh, you know, I was in this gradual program. So, you know, you get a certificate and then it's an advanced certificate and then it's a diploma and then it's the undergraduate. And then, you know, you can you can go on from there. And so uh, even though I had these high hopes of maybe one day getting a master's or a doctorate, the first step along the way, uh, was actually just a certificate and the certificate, you know, it's like 15 credits or 18 credits or something, something rather significantly small that a lot of college students will just do in their first semester. Um, and so I remember when I finished that first stage of this, you know, progressive, uh, degree certificate program. And I finished that certificate and it came in the mail and I, was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was so excited because I did it. Like I went through uh, that first step. Um, it was never easy for me. School is never something that I, I focus a lot of attention on. And then it happened and I did it and I actually did it well. Um, it was like straight A's and I thought, my goodness, what is happening? And so I remember the night that it came, uh, the day that it came to our apartment, our first apartment that my wife and I lived in. Uh, and it came in this, you know, official certificate, postal, you know, thick priority cardboard uh, shipping envelope. And I opened it and I saw it 
and I was so excited and I ran and I showed my wife uh, because she knew what it meant. She knew that, uh, you know, this was the beginning of probably a long road. Uh, but she also knows how much time and effort I put into it. She knows that it wasn't a part of my past. So this is a brand new expression of what it meant to be me. And so, uh, I went and shouted to her and I was so excited and we just said, Hey, let's go celebrate. (laughs) Let's go celebrate the fact that John finished, you know, 15 credits or 18 credits, whatever it was. And so, um, yeah, we got dressed up. We went to this uh, Mexican restaurant. We were living outside of Madison, Wisconsin at the time. So we went to this Mexican restaurant and, you know, we got uh, food and appetizers and margaritas and we celebrated this little piece of paper, this little eight, you know, whatever, eight and a half by 11 piece of paper um, because it stood for something. It meant something. And we decided, we had this conversation as we were eating out. It was relatively early on in our marriage. And we just decided, look, from here on out, and this was the phrase that we used, we need to take advantage of every opportunity to celebrate. That was our, that was kind of our motto. One of those statements that we were going to make of our marriage. Let's take advantage of every opportunity to celebrate. And we've tried to do that ever since, going all the way back to this little piece of paper um, that said, I finished a handful of classes. And that struck me. And it strikes me now, even as I think about it, enough to do this episode on it. Um, And it makes me think of something that happened in this ancient Near Eastern book called Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah. So if you're in the, uh, the the Jewish Old Testament or the Torah, or if you're looking at the, the Judeo-Christian Bible, it's the fifth book in uh, into the Bible. It's called Deuteronomy, and it centers around uh, the people of Israel who have come out of slavery in Egypt, according to the story, uh, and they are learning a whole new way of life. They've been enslaved for you know, they've been in a foreign country for 400 years. A portion of that has been spent in slavery, we're told. Uh, and then the divine comes and miraculously delivers them through this individual Moses. Uh, you know, they have the, the plagues of Egypt, so on and so forth. And then they cross over to the other side of the sea, the other side of the river, the other side of the water. And they are now in this, you know, desert wilderness, we're told. And while they're out there, They're relearning what it means to be human according to uh, who they're called to be as a people group and a culture and a faith system. And they're free, but now they're learning how to be free. And a part of that learning how to be free was that they were given what, you know, they they refer to as the law. This, you know, it, it adds up to like 600 some rules and regulations and restrictions, basically about how to live as a free individual when you've been enslaved for hundreds of years. Um, and so some of it is beautiful. Some of it seems confusing. But one of the things uh, that they're told to do has to do with worship, how they worship this divine, how they worship this God. And it's called the tithe, the tithe. And this is a practice that's still used, you know, in in many, um, you know, many faith systems, especially the Judeo-Christian one. Um, The tithe, we think of tithe, they think of 10, 10th. So the first 10th, the 10th of your... um, you know, we think paycheck, you know, the first tenth of your paycheck or the first tenth of, of what you have back in that day. It was, you know, the the first tenth of your crops or the firstborn of your livestock. And you set aside this tithe, this tenth, 
and it was a way of giving it back. So oftentimes they were called to, to bring it back to the place of worship, to offer it back to God. And, and it had so many different, you know, visual lessons to it. Um, one is thankfulness and, and gratitude that, you know, we, we made it through another year. Uh, we had another harvest. We've had enough. We've been blessed. Uh, so part of it is thankfulness. It's gratitude. Part of it is the recognition that, man, um, you know, you live in an agricultural system. You, you plant the seeds. You do what you can. But ultimately, it's the earth and it's the water. And for them, it was the divine that, that allowed their crops to grow, that allowed it to be fruitful, that allowed it to flourish. And so it's also this act of humility that says, look, I can only do so much, and yet I've been blessed with all of this, and so I want to give part of it back. And part of it was just a, a lesson that I don't need to be possessive in my life. You know, from the very beginning, this divine is teaching people, look, um, you don't have to hoard everything. You don't have to hoard everything and make everything about what you own and what you possess. So I'm asking you, I'm, I'm giving you this direction and this new way of life and this new way of being human, uh, a new way of being spiritual, to uh, take a part of what you own and give it back, to give it away, to give it back to the Lord, to give it back to the divine, to give it back to God as this offering, this tithe. Okay, so in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, it says, you know, be sure to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. Um, and it's this idea of, you know, probably in an agricultural system, you're you're coming to the end of your harvest. And you are, uh, you know, you're harvesting your crops, you're seeing how well it was, how good of a harvest it was that year. Maybe it was really rainy, maybe it was too rainy. Uh, maybe it was, uh, there was a drought, maybe there's too much of a drought, whatever it was. You have your crop from that year and you take the 10th and you divide it and you bring it back to uh, to wherever that tabernacle, that temple, that synagogue, that place of worship was, you gave it back as this, this sign and symbol. Um, but then, <laughs> follow me here, uh, but then it says this, but if that place, you know, that place that, that the divine has uh, made itself known, that dwelling place of the divine, the tabernacle, the temple, the synagogue, the place of worship, if that place is too distant, and if you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithe, if you've been so blessed in that year, uh, if it's been such a good year that you you just can't carry it, you know you don't have the means of transportation to bring a tenth of your field, a tenth of your crops, a tenth of your livestock um, to a place of worship. If it's, if you've just been blessed so much uh, that you can't take it, then uh, this is what you do. Uh, if you don't have the means of getting there or you've been blessed so much, then take what would be that tithe, that tenth, that thing you've been blessed with, right? And exchange it for silver. So sell it. Uh, sell it to someone and get silver for it. So get money for the crops that you have, the livestock that you have. Uh, take that tithe and get silver for it. Then take the silver with you and go to the place that your Lord, the Lord your God will choose. And then take that silver, wait for it, take that silver and buy whatever you like. <laughs> buy cattle, buy sheep, buy choice meat. It says buy wine. No, not wine. Yes, wine. Well, they probably didn't mean alcohol. No, yes, they did mean alcoholic wine. Well, it was probably just like water. No, it was not like water. It says, find cattle, buy sheep, buy wine, or other fermented drink. 
buy wine or other strong drink, other fermented drink. People, what is God telling them to do? What is this divine telling them to do? Okay, uh, and then if that wasn't enough, honest to God, it says this, uh, buy wine or other fermented drink or anything you wish. <laughs> that is a wide open door, friends. Yeah, so um, if you've really been blessed this year, if, uh, if it was a really good harvest, you have a really good crop, if it was a really good, um, you know, cycle of, of breeding for your livestock, if you've been blessed, then take what you have, sell it, get the money and go buy yourself some choice meat. Go buy some cattle, go buy some steak, go buy some lambs, go make up some euros, go get some lobster, pull out the barbecue, get out the grill. Oh, and on top of it, buy yourself some wine. Or if you don't like wine, get yourself some other strong drink, some fermented drink. Yeah. And then on top of that, get anything else that you wish, anything else that you like. And what am I supposed to do with it? Then you and your household shall eat it in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. And so, my friends, I ask you, did God just tell us to party? Because what does that sound like to you? You've been blessed this year. It's been a really good year. So, so take a portion of that and get money. Take a portion of the money that you have from this year and, um, and get out the grill and buy some meat. Buy some steaks, buy some lobster, buy some sheep, buy some euros, right? Um, buy some wine, buy some other strong drink, buy anything else that you like, right? Um, buy anything else that's going to, you know, that you, that you have a taste for, that you have a craving for. Some other food that's going to bring you life, yeah? Buy anything else that you like and then gather your family together. Gather your friends together and in the presence of the divine, enjoy it and rejoice. I don't know about you folks, but that sounds like a party. That sounds like God is telling the people to have a party. I mean, I don't know how else to get around it. I really don't think he's saying, oh, you know, that's not really wine. That's not really. No, 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 no. I think he told them to have a party. Why? Why did he tell them to have a party? How in the world is having a party, having a celebration on the same religious or spiritual level as bringing it to the church or the synagogue or the temple or the tabernacle and dropping it in a box and walking away? How is it on the same spiritual level? Because the heart of it was about rejoicing. The heart of it, I think, was about gratitude. The heart of it was about thankfulness. The heart of it was recognizing that this was a good year. This was a good season. This was a good harvest. This was a good time. And um, I want to recognize that. And I want to take advantage of every opportunity to celebrate that. Oh, K. 
Can you imagine if we reflected a little bit more of that in our spirituality today? Yeah, go have a party. Go get your friends and family together and, uh, and celebrate. Celebrate the birthday. Celebrate the holidays. Celebrate the anniversary. Celebrate the accomplishments. Celebrate the eight by 11 and a half inch piece of paper. Celebrate the graduation. Celebrate life because it's good. <laughs> because it's good. And because it can be, it can be really easy to absorb ourselves with the things that are not going right, the things that are not going well, the things that we wish we could change. But what if we took advantage of every opportunity to celebrate the ways in which life is beautiful? Yeah, what if we did that just as much? What if we, what if we focus as much time or more time on that? Yeah. No, yeah, sure, I'll put the caveat in there. Um, that if you have uh, an issue with, uh, you know, alcohol or substance abuse, then absolutely, no, yeah, know yourself and know your limitations. But that doesn't mean we make this wide stroke uh, commandment to everyone. When it's not there, God says, go and enjoy life. Go and enjoy it. Have fun. Celebrate it. In the presence of God, in the presence of the divine, gather together your family and friends and celebrate life. Why? Well, to be honest, folks, I think it's because it won't be here forever. Yeah, it won't be here forever. I know that might sound like a morbid turn, um, but it's not going to be here forever. Yeah, um, Yeah. there's only going to be so many opportunities that we have to celebrate other human life. There's only going to be so many opportunities that we have to gather together as family and friends and, um, and recognize when it's been a good year or a good season or maybe simply the fact that we're just still here. And I know for some people, you know, celebrations and birthday parties and anniversaries, oh, it's just another day and it's just a, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's, maybe it is a divinely ordained opportunity to look at life and celebrate it, to celebrate your own life, to celebrate your own accomplishments, to celebrate your own spiritual journey, to celebrate the lives and accomplishments and successes of others. It is an opportunity to live fully. And I think that is a beautiful thing that even this text in Deuteronomy is making known. Look, um, if it's been a really good year, then maybe the equivalent of trying to bring it all to this, you know, synagogue, this, this tabernacle, this temple, um, is that you gather your family and friends together and you have a holy moment there celebrating life celebrating successes, celebrating love, celebrating beauty, the big things and the small things. Yeah, because it reminds us that as human beings, we are capable and there are beautiful moments in this life worth celebrating. There's another ancient Near Eastern book called Ecclesiastes. And the author of this book, Ecclesiastes, uh, describes life as a mist, a vapor, a fleeting moment. (laughs) 
even go so far as to as to have that statement and I think we often repeat you know so eat drink and be merry this idea that life is not going to last forever and it's so true it's so true isn't it life isn't going to last forever and 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 as a as an individual that's worked in like the the places of church and spirituality and and spiritual direction and guidance and so on and so forth i've never heard someone at a funeral or a memorial service or someone on the edge of their own passing say man i wish i spent less time with the people that i love <laughs> you know what i mean that's never it it's never it over and over and over again. It's never, I wish I spent less time with my spouse. I wish I spent less time with my kids. I wish I spent less time with my friends. I wish I spent less time with people because here at the end of my life, I have just been exhausted of people and I wish I would have spent less time with them. No, that's not, that's not what I hear. Yeah. Over and over again. Instead, it's, I wish I had one more day, right? I wish I had one more chance, one more opportunity, one more conversation, one more Christmas, one more 4th of July, one more Thanksgiving. I wish I had one more football season, one more basketball season, one more season of golf in the summer. I wish I had one more chance with them. Yeah, so what if instead of waiting to say that statement... What if we recognized every season in our life that's been good? What if we recognized every harvest in our life? Yeah, every relational milestone, every every raise, right? Every promotion, every good grade, every uh every bonus, every uh you know, whatever it might be, every birthday, every anniversary, every holiday, what if we recognized so many of those moments and just said, yeah, let's celebrate that. Oh, let's get people together. Yeah. Let's fire up the grill. Let's pour a couple glasses. Let's cheers uh, to this moment and to you and to your success, to my success. What if we gathered together and said, let's celebrate life because it's been a good year, it's been a good season, it was a good job, it was a victory, it was a success. Yeah, and rather than getting stuck in this hyper-humility idea that says, oh, no, 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 I don't want to take credit for anything. Oh, no, I don't want to acknowledge anything. Oh, no, I just, I want to be humble, right? Because as soon as I celebrate it, you know, what does the good book say? Pride cometh before the fall. So uh, I'm not going to get a big head about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let you get a big head about your successes. Let's not celebrate. It's just another day. It's no big deal. Let's not focus on it. Let's not celebrate it. Oh, puke, puke. No, celebrate it. Recognize the people that you love. Recognize the spouse. Recognize the kids. Oh, man. Yeah, make a regular routine of it. Yeah, celebrate life because it's here. For right now, it's here. Yeah, we just came through a difficult year of 2020, but we made it through. Maybe you know people who didn't. Maybe you know people who were lost in that year. We made it through. Yeah, we've made it into this year. And 
maybe it was difficult, but we're here. Maybe there's still something to celebrate. Maybe there's still something to be excited about. Maybe there's still an opportunity, right, um, to gather together the family, the friends, however that's possible for you, and celebrate life and laugh and, and, and uh, you know, pull out the barbecue because it's a mist. It's a vapor. And I think maybe the more we recognize that, the more we realize that this isn't going to be here forever. There's going to be a time when we're not able to do this. Maybe it's the knowledge of that mist, the knowledge of that vapor that allows us to actually enjoy moments. It allows us to take it in. It allows us to make the most of it. It allows us the freedom to say, you know what? Yeah, I can spare a couple bucks to put together a celebration. I can spare a couple bucks to get pizza and soda this Friday night or get to get popcorn or to go out for drinks or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, I can allow that because this won't last forever. This won't last forever. I don't want to get to the end and say, man, I wish I had done more fill in the blank. I want to celebrate. Oh, I love that the divine puts this in this book of Deuteronomy. Yeah, some people call it the party tithe. Yeah, take whatever you have, sell it, take the money, and buy your choice meats, buy your strong drink, buy your wine, buy anything else that you would like, and celebrate it in the presence of the divine and family and friends. When we gather together, something beautiful and spiritual is happening. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think sometimes things that are beautiful and spiritual happen when the church or, you know, the spiritual body gathers together in buildings or they sing songs or a choir sings or a worship team sings or there's a, a message or whatever it might be. But there's also something spiritual and apparently potentially just as spiritual when we gather together and celebrate life. And so, a bit of a shorter episode for you this week. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to celebrate life. Yeah, I want you to have a date night with your spouse. Maybe you go out. Maybe you, uh, maybe you uh, get food uh, taken in. Maybe, uh, maybe you, you make a meal together. I want you to have a celebration. Uh, maybe it's with your family. You know, maybe again, it's dinner out. Maybe it's a, a movie night. Uh, our family does, you know, Friday night family pizza movie night where we, uh, you know, we get a pizza every Friday night. We, we watch a movie together. We lay all the blankets and pillows on the living room floor. Uh, if it's winter, we make a fire in the fireplace. We, uh, we make popcorn afterwards and we just enjoy each other because right now my girls are little, you know, there's going to be a day when they're not. Right now, they actually want to spend time with me. And I know that that season isn't going to last forever. There's going to be a time when they just want to go off and do their own thing. And I get that because I live that. There's going to be times um, when this season will be short-lived and I want to make the most of it. I want to I want to suck as much life out of this season as I possibly can. And I want to see the fact that I'm watching you know, some old classic movie with my little girls as being just as spiritual as when I am in a church building listening to a sermon or giving a sermon or at a worship service or, or a, a, a prayer night or whatever it is. It is just as holy when I take a portion of what I've been blessed with and I celebrate with my family. So 
I want you to celebrate. Yeah, maybe it's individually, maybe it's friends, maybe it's with family, maybe it's with your kids, maybe it's with your spouse, maybe whatever it might be. And I want you to take a couple pictures. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to capture the moment. Take a couple pictures. If you're on uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, just throw out that hashtag, uh, the John Reiner podcast. And uh, I want to see what you're doing. I want to see how you're celebrating life with those that you love the most. And I want to encourage you that you leave this podcast and may you prioritize celebration. Maybe you didn't grow up that way. Maybe maybe you were raised and uh, holidays were really difficult. I get it. Maybe you were raised and, and uh, in, a, in a home where they just didn't celebrate. It wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, and so maybe for years you've just been saying, well, you know, it was never a big deal, deal growing up. Well, um, you know, you have the opportunity to maybe change that. You have the chance to write a new chapter. And I love when you study these old church fathers and they say, uh, you know, a list of these spiritual disciplines, these things that enhance our spiritual life. Uh, you know, there's the obvious things that are like uh, reading the Bible or prayer or worship or meditation or solitude, you know. But celebration is also a major spiritual discipline because I've been blessed. I may not have as much as someone else. Uh, I may have more than someone else. Uh, I may not be the CEO, but I got a promotion. <laughs> I may not be a millionaire, but I got a 50 cent raise. Um, I may not have gotten my doctorate, but I got my certificate. Um, you know, we may have things that we need to work through, but we just reach our anniversary. Um, I might seem like I'm just getting older, but it was another birthday and another day that I'm here on this earth. Um, there are things to celebrate in life. And if you look for them, you find them. But if we only look for the things that is wrong, we're going to miss so many opportunities to celebrate. So may you find those opportunities. May you see those chances and may you take them. May you celebrate the anniversary of a week of being together, a month of being together, a year of being together, 10 years of being together. May you celebrate your 50th wedding anniversary. May you celebrate your 18th birthday and your 21st birthday and your 63rd birthday. May you celebrate the a quarter raise, the $1 promotion. May you celebrate winning the lottery and finding a quarter. <laughs> May you find opportunities to celebrate. And no, they're not small things. They're big things. And may you look at your life and say, man, I made it through another year. It's been a good year. Here's part of my harvest. Yeah, do an inventory of your life. Here's the harvest of my marriage this year. Here's the, the harvest, the fruitfulness of my kids this year. Here's the harvest and fruitfulness of my friends this year. Here's the harvest and fruitfulness of my income this year. Here's the harvest and fruitfulness of where I have been, and I want to celebrate it and be okay with that. Enjoy the moment. Take a deep breath of life and say, I am grateful to be here. And I'm grateful for this day and I want to celebrate it with people that I love and celebrate others. You see, I think once we give ourselves freedom to celebrate our own successes, it makes ourselves, it makes us uh, a little bit uh, better at celebrating other people's. 
yeah, don't get in the place where we get crusty and we say, well, I'm not going to celebrate other people because I don't celebrate myself. Uh, don't do that. Yeah, just don't do that. Instead, um, you know, celebrate others. Plan a party for others. Bust out the grill for someone else, you know. See the divine spirit in everyone and celebrate that life. Yeah. So go celebrate, do a date night, plan a family night, go out together, uh, eat in together, uh, go to a hotel, go, go do a night out, whatever it might be, right? Get your, uh, get your dudes together. Go get your, your girlfriends together. Go do something, snap some pictures, have fun, enjoy life, laugh, uh, share stories, right? Snap the pictures, put the hashtag the John Reiner podcast, and let's start a bit of our own little internal revolution of taking every opportunity to celebrate. <laughs> yes, Yes, and amen to you, my friends. May you take every opportunity to celebrate. Thanks for joining me for another episode here on the John Reiner Podcast. 